You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 430, The Fruit of Leadership, Part 2. So last week we started discussing leadership through the eyes of the fruit of the Spirit. I want to read a passage of Scripture to you. This is kind of what we're basing this off of. This is from Galatians 5. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking one another or envying one another. And you can say, well, Dave, that sounds fine, well, and good, but but I'm not a Christian leader in the sense that I don't work for a Christian organization. I work in, a, in the business world. I work in corporate America. I work for the government or whatever it might be. But honestly, these, these things that we're talking about, these nine fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Gentleness and self-control should define our leadership. No matter where we work, no matter where we serve, whether it's in the, the, the Christian world, whether it's in the nonprofit world, or whether it's in the cutthroat world of business, sales, marketing, IT, government work, whatever it is that you do, I promise you, if you let these things become uh, foremost and central in your leadership, you're going to see an amazing shift in your effectiveness as a leader. Uh, Last week, we talked about leading with love. And I get it, that's probably kind of a weird word to use in the workplace, but we could replace that with care, leading with care. Do you care for, do you care about the people that you serve, those who work with you, those who work for you? Do you care for your team? Uh, Leading with joy. Um, uh, Helping people enjoy their jobs. Uh, Helping people find joy in their job, their ministry. Um, This is a big deal. Listen, when people enjoy coming to work, they're going to work harder. If they get up every morning dreading to come to work, look, you can can buy their time. You're, You're buying their time, but you're not getting their heart. And so it's really important to help people as much as possible enjoy their jobs. And then leading with peace. Do we create the right atmosphere at our workplace? Do we create an atmosphere where people um, are able to to work without the the workplace drama? Um, Do we work to reduce tension as much as possible? Do we create, as a leader, this is up to you, do we create the right kind of atmosphere? And then today, I'm going to start off talking about uh, leading with patience. 
you know, patience is an interesting one because we all enjoy patience in other people. Um, I love it when people are patient with me, but there's times I can be impatient. There's times I'm sure you can be impatient, and especially with those that we're leading. Does patience define your leadership? Patience is, is interesting because it can bump against, it can conflict with a desire for progress because we want to get things done and, and we need to get things done. But if they're not happening, you know, as fast as we think um, they should, then we can get impatient. Impatience is one of those things that, um, uh, listen, good leaders know how to exert the right amount of pressure at the right time, but also understand how to be patient with people. Because, you know, one of the things that, that we find in great leaders is they know how to teach they know how to instruct, and they know how to help people along. And, and you know, sometimes as, as a new leader, I found that it was just easier if I did things myself. But what I began to see was I wasn't helping other people um, learn to do more. I wasn't helping stretch the capacity of other people. And I found out I was doing way more um, things that I didn't really need to be doing. And so, so, so having the patience to teach someone how to do it and then give them the grace of a learning curve to get to where they can do it. Now, they may never do it quite as good as you, and, and that's just life, but, but the reality is we want to create patience. And, 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 you know, this is something that's a key to uh, spiritual formation. If, if we're believers, if we're followers of Christ, uh, patience is something that really should should define our lives, but but it's more than that. It's 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 going to improve relationships with those that we serve, those that we work with. Um, it's also going to give a greater buy-in to the vision. Listen, everybody doesn't come to work for you or for your company or for your organization and immediately understand everything that's going on. Um, they're still learning how to do the job. They may not really have total buy-in on the vision yet, but patience and and continuing to re um, repeat the vision and and helping helping them to uh, learn these important job tasks and skills. Um, having patience with people is going to go so far and in, in helping develop our team and helping us to be the effective leader that we need to be. Don't go away. We will be right back. I wanted to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Reflections on the Resurrection. Reflections on the Resurrection is a study of the resurrection of Jesus, but it's more than just a study. It's a it's a devotional book. It, it, it's an informational book, but it's also an apologetic book in the sense that we we, we provide information for you to use in talking to non-Christian friends who may have some very valid questions about the historicity and the validity of Christianity today. You know, the resurrection is one of those things that people have been arguing about for 2,000 years. Since the days after the resurrection, people have been arguing about um, uh, the fact that Jesus rose from the dead or maybe people claiming he didn't. And so we deal with these arguments. We deal with the, the evidence that's present 
um, the incredible and really overwhelming evidence for the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and why it's important. So, so this book is, is to inform you, it's uh, devotional, and it's also to give you some tools to equip you so that you can help your friends. So click on the link. You can read the first chapter for free. But Reflections on the Resurrection is, uh, is one of those books you need to have on your bookshelf. Okay, we talked about leading with patience. Now let's talk about leading with kindness. Kindness. Kind leaders are more than just nice. Sometimes we think of kindness in leadership as, as a weakness, when in reality, we all should want to be kind. I mean, especially if we're a follower of Jesus, that's a um, such an important trait that we have, but it doesn't mean that we're a weak leader. That's not what we're talking about at all. Kind leaders are more than just nice. Um, they express kindness by withholding judgment from those they lead. Uh, we extend compassion to the people around us. Uh, people can can approach us in, in a way that um, they know that we're not going to, to, to be moody people. Um, this is one of the things with you see with uh, people who are lacking in this trade. Often, you know, you don't know who you're going to get. Are they going to be happy boss or sad boss? Are they going to be friendly boss or are they going to be crazy boss? Uh, when I was working for the police department, we had uh, a particular manager and you just never knew who you were going to get on any particular day. His moods swung in so many different ways. And, and my guess is he was probably dealing with some mental issues, some, some depression, some, you know, some, some stuff that he probably needed help with. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that field. But looking back now, um, the crazy mood swings that, uh, that we saw on a regular basis made it very, very interesting to come to work. And so as a leader, what for, for me, that what that told me is that, you know, my people want someone who's consistently kind. Uh, you're not swinging too far one way or the other with your mood swings. It doesn't mean we don't have bad days. Everybody has a bad day. But, but your normal disposition is kind. You're approachable. People know what they're going to get when they come to work on any particular day. And this is huge. So so kindness, just just treating people the way that you would want to be treated. I mean, what a simple thing. If we would just treat people the way we would want to be treated, how 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 much different would our workplaces be? How how much different would your office be if we just treated people the way that we wanted to be treated? And 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 as we said, it's it's withholding judgment from those we lead. Um, look, our people have lives. They're, they're going through their own set of issues, but we're not there to judge them. We're there to be kind and caring, as we've talked about. Um, and, you know, we also want to show compassion. Uh, compassion is an incredibly important trait for a leader to have. Um, you know, you expect your people to have a certain amount of compassion and understanding. If you're dealing with something, well, we need to have it for those who we are serving by leading. And then, so that's kindness. The next one is goodness. Goodness. A good leader. When you, when you, when you use that term, a good manager, a good supervisor, um, a good boss, what does that mean? A good leader. What does goodness mean? Well, it denotes benevolence, 
Um, kind of goes back to kindness a little bit, but also integrity. Integrity. Um, in other words, when we lead with goodness, we choose to, to be good and to do good, but really it's more than that. When we talk about integrity and we talk about a good leader, um, there's there's something about this person that that, that what, what what you say is uh, it, it's going to happen. Uh, you don't lie to people. Uh, you don't mislead people. You don't talk bad about other people. Um, you know, there's this, this, when we talk about integrity, we're talking about someone who's truthful, someone who's upright, someone who um, you don't worry that, that this boss is not looking out for your interest. You know that your boss, as much as they can, is looking out for the people that they serve. And so this is a really, really important uh, characteristic. I mean, I've worked for people who um, were actively undermining those that they worked with. I've worked for people who went out of their way to discredit people they worked with. I've worked for people who would look for every opportunity to take the credit that someone else deserved and to push the blame to to others who didn't deserve it. Um, good leaders don't do that. Uh, good leaders are consistent. Uh, what you see is what you get on a day-to-day basis. And then one more, leading with faithfulness. Faithfulness. You know, we often equate faithfulness with just showing up. Um, and, 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 you know, and that's important, especially for those who, who work at our company, our organization. But as a leader, it's bigger than that. Um, when we lead with faithfulness, we model loyalty to God. We show wise stewardship of kingdom resources and then consistency in our own uh, commitment uh, to, to those that we serve. Um, you know, as a Christian leader, again, whether you're working in, 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 a, 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 in, a, in a corporate environment, whether you're working in a Christian organization, we should model uh, really a relationship with God. I mean, we, we're, we're witnesses wherever we go. We can't, you don't have, if you're a Christian, you don't have the option of turning it off at your workplace. The Bible doesn't allow that. That doesn't mean you're preaching at people, but it also doesn't mean that you hide your Christianity. We should model what Christianity looks like by leading with faithfulness. We model loyalty to God. Um, we model wise stewardship of the resources that have been entrusted to us. Listen, if you want your people to be good stewards of the company's money, then you've got to show yourself as good steward of the company's money. Um, if you're taking an extra 30 minutes for lunch that's not authorized, how can you be surprised that your people are going to stretch out their lunch breaks? If you're wanting to leave early every day, how can you be surprised that your people are wanting to cut out early? So we have to model this stewardship. And, uh, and, and, and really, that, that's one of the ways we express loyalty. And then also, as we said, consistency and our commitment. Faithfulness and consistency go hand in hand. Consistency in the way we treat people, consistency in the way we do our job, consistency in the way we relate to those above us, consistency in the way we relate to those below us, consistency in the way we relate to our customers. Um, this is one of those things that we should strive for as leaders is to be a model of faithfulness and 
consistency. Well, I'm going to stop there. We've still got a couple more. We'll finish up next week. But uh, this, this gives us a good place to stop. Um, I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on leading with the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Um, have you ever thought about the importance of incorporating these very important Holy Spirit uh, birthed fruits in your life and in your leadership? I'd love to hear comments, questions, whatever you got. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Check out the resource highlight in this episode, but also while you're at my uh, webpage, davidspell.com, make sure you check out all my other great books as well. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We'll see you next week on Leading and Learning.